Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Hey, it's Kimberly, host of the Start Me Up podcast. If you like your politics with some loose talk and salty language, you're going to love my show. I interview the coolest people like Mary Trump, Kathy Griffin, and DNC Chair Jamie Harrison. The Start Me Up podcast has an easygoing, casual style and a strong emphasis on left-leaning politics. We also have frank discussions about sex and more than a few spirited rants. Just visit patreon.com slash startmeup or wherever you get your podcasts and start listening today. Is the Department of Justice criminally investigating Donald Trump? To answer that question, we need to talk about the two most common ways grand jury investigations get opened or initiated. So let's talk about that, because justice matters. Hey all, Glenn Kirshner here. So in recent days, we've seen an explosion of headlines announcing that the Department of Justice is criminally investigating Donald Trump. Here is a sample of some of those headlines. The Washington Post, Trump conduct conversations part of Justice Department investigation. From the Independent, Donald Trump being investigated by DOJ in January 6th criminal probe. And here's one from Vanity Fair. The Department of Justice is investigating Trump as part of its January 6th criminal probe. And yes, that's a big effing deal. And then there's been some pushback. Some reporting saying no, the Department of Justice has not opened a grand jury to investigate the crimes of Donald Trump. You know, I see this debate as more about semantics and less about substance. So let's set the semantics aside and deal just with the substance. I spent decades in the grand jury investigating crimes and indicting people. Um, So let's talk about the two most common ways that grand jury investigations get opened by federal prosecutors, get initiated, and what they look like. Let's use a concrete example of somebody who attacked the Capitol on January 6th. This guy, Jacob Chansley, the QAnon shaman. So the two most common ways that federal prosecutors open or initiate a grand jury are one, an arrest generated grand jury, and two, a grand jury original, what we refer to as a GJO. So we're going to use this Yahoo in our example. First of all, we know Jacob Chansley attacked the Capitol on January 6th. Let's assume that he was arrested on the scene of the crime 
on January 6th. Now we know there weren't nearly enough police officers to arrest the thousands and thousands of Trump supporters that were attacking the Capitol that day. But in the first hypothetical, let's assume he got locked up on the scene for breaching the Capitol, for obstructing the official proceeding, the certification of Joe Biden's win. He would be arrested, he would be taken down to the police station or to the FBI office, he would be booked and he would be presented in court. And the next day, prosecutors would go into the grand jury and we would open an arrest generated grand jury. That grand jury investigation would be captioned or titled or called the United States of America versus Jacob Chansley. And we would investigate in the grand jury the crimes we suspected Jacob Chansley committed on January 6th. And at the end of the grand jury investigation, an indictment would be returned. So we would be investigating Jacob Chansley, yes, because he was the named defendant in the grand jury investigation, but mainly we would be investigating the crimes of Jacob Chansley. Now, now the second scenario. Let's assume Jacob Chansley did not get arrested on January 6th, which happens to be the case. I went back and looked at some of his court records. He was arrested on January 9th. So what would happen is right after the attack of the Capitol, let's say January 7th, federal prosecutors would have gone into the grand jury and opened what we call a GJO, a grand jury original. Why? Because we didn't have any named defendants. We were investigating the attack of the Capitol. So it wouldn't be called the United States of America versus Jacob Chansley or anybody else. Here's what it would be called. It would be called in Ray possible violations of 18 United States Code 1505. That is obstructing an official proceeding. It could be called any anything, any crime that the prosecutors suspected may have been committed by any defendant at the Capitol on January 6th could have been in the caption of that grand jury original case, the title of that grand jury original investigation. In re possible violations of the following criminal code sections. And nobody would have been arrested. So I guess one way to look at it is that we wouldn't have been investigating a certain individual. We would have been investigating the crimes that any and all people may have committed at the Capitol on January 6th. So that basically is the difference between an arrest generated grand jury, United States versus Jacob Chansley, and a grand jury original that is open in the aftermath of crimes being committed. And the prosecutors are in there just investigating any and all crimes that were committed and trying to identify who committed them. Now let's turn more concretely to Donald Trump. Did federal prosecutors ever walk into the grand jury and say, ladies and gentlemen, today we are opening a grand jury investigation captioned United States of America versus Donald Trump. No. Why? because Donald Trump hasn't been arrested for any crime yet. So what's being conducted is a grand jury original and what's being investigated are any and all crimes committed by Donald Trump, 
all of his co-conspirators, anybody who assisted him in trying to corruptly overturn the election's results. So there is a whole batch of potential crimes being investigated in that grand jury original investigation, obstructing an official proceeding, seditious conspiracy, conspiracy to defraud or commit offenses against the United States, inciting an insurrection, inciting an armed riot, impeding the official duties of a public official, Mike Pence, that's an easy one, potentially treason, I've talked about that in other videos, and lots of other crimes. So is it accurate to say that the Department of Justice never opened a grand jury investigation to investigate Donald Trump? That's probably accurate to say, but it's a matter of semantics. Because what did we learn from the really great investigative reporting by Carol Lenig and others at the Washington Post? We learned that federal prosecutors are in the grand jury asking questions like, what did Donald Trump say next? How did Donald Trump respond to what you told him? What did Donald Trump instruct his lawyers to do? What did Donald Trump say to Vice President Mike Pence? Donald Trump, Donald Trump, Donald Trump. Now, it's pretty clear Carol Lenig is talking to witnesses who have testified before the grand jury. That's the only way she would know precisely what questions prosecutors are asking the witnesses in the grand jury. As I've mentioned in other videos, grand jury proceedings are secret by, by law. So prosecutors can't talk to Carol Lenig. Detectives, agents, and investigators can't talk to Carol Lenig. The grand jurors can't talk to Carol Lenig. But the witnesses can because the witnesses are not bound by grand jury secrecy. And, you know, I don't think it's a coincidence that after witnesses who are loyal to Mike Pence, like Mark Short and Greg Jacob, two of his high aides, are in there testifying about what Donald Trump said and did and failed to do. Why? Well, they're loyal to a man that Donald Trump wanted to see hurt or worse just so Donald Trump could unlawfully retain the power of the presidency. So yes, there's been some reporting and some comments recently that the dam is breaking and the dam is breaking. But going back to our original discussion, is the Department of Justice investigating Donald Trump? Well, they're clearly investigating the, the crimes Donald Trump may have committed. If they weren't, those federal prosecutors would not be asking those pointed questions about Donald Trump's conduct and Donald Trump's statement. Now, just because they're investigating the crimes Donald Trump may have committed doesn't guarantee they will indict Donald Trump, but they certainly should because justice matters. Friends, please stay safe. Please stay tuned, and I look forward to talking with you all again tomorrow.